Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. What a great weekend for sports this past weekend, man. The Cowboys. You guys know I'm a Cowboys fan, man. The Cowboys beat the Falcons. Last second field goal. Their onside kick was amazing. I call it, guys, the most uh, undercoached, worst coached win I've ever seen in my life. What a hell of a game, though. Dak Prescott, man, put some respect on his name, man. Let me check his stats. 450 yards, one passing touchdown, three rushing touchdowns. But what are his numbers, guys? Numbers looking like 34 out of 47 for 450 yards. Dak's balling, man. Uh, I think Jerry's probably going to want to wish he paid him uh, pretty much what he wanted because if he continues to have games like these, like these games that he's had, his, his stock's going to continue to rise, and he's going to get paid. Whether the Cowboys want to pay him or somebody else wants to pay him, Dak is going to get paid. Believe that. What a game. Uh, Mike McCart, golly, horrible calls. I did not like when the Cowboys went for that two-point conversion that it really – you were down two possessions, right? I, yeah, the Cowboys are down 15 points, so they needed eight and they needed seven. They scored a touchdown. You take the seven and still have it be a one-possession game, okay? Still have it be a one-possession game. But instead of taking the seven – they go for a two-pointer, miss it, and now it's a nine-point game. So it's a two-possession game still. At least if you go for that seven, if if you go for the touchdown, get the extra point, you have seven points in the bank. It's still a one it's still a one-possession game because you can get that touchdown in that two-point conversion. However, it, it didn't matter anyway because the Cowboys got the ball back, scored a touchdown, onside kick, and then got a field goal to win the game. Won the game by one point, 40 to 39 against the Falcons. Poor Falcons. Just the Super Bowl a couple years ago, you know, against the Patriots and and losing that game while being up by 25 and now being up by 20 against the Cowboys and to lose that game in the fashion that they lost it in. I don't know what's up with that coaching staff. You have a huge lead like that. You have a guy like Ty Gurley who is he's a grinder. He might not be the Ty Gurley that we have been accustomed to seeing, you know, just over the years and being like the top back in fantasy football. And one of the top backs in the league and always in the running for MVP and all pro and and the whole nine, you know, but he's still Todd Gurley. You ride him. You know, this is this is why you brought him in there so that you can get him in those late game moments when you have a lead, grind that lead out, take the game home, get in the plane, go back home, see your wife and your kids or your spouse, whatever you got. But mm. Falcons coach didn't feel that way. He felt like he uh, wanted to pass the ball around and sling it around, and and why not? Calvin really was catching the ball like crazy. Um, but I, I think the play of the game, guys, there were a couple, but the play of the game for the Falcons was Julio Jones not catching that ball passed by Justin Gage. Well, I don't know, Julio. You should have caught that. He And then he got up and grabbed his hamstring. What number wrong with your hamstring, Julio? You should have caught that ball. That was in both your hands. You just dropped that ball. Um he actually bailed out the uh, the DB, if I'm not mistaken. It was a Wouzier. But what a win for the Cowboys. What a win for Dak Prescott. What a win for Dak Prescott. He had receivers dropping the balls. 
He had no tackles. He was running for his life. Tag balled out. <laughs> I can't wait to after week four to where I can give you guys my NCN stats for the NFL. You know, I do it on a weekly basis for my Texas Longhorns. But for football, for the NFL, I actually do it on um, on a quarter basis. So every four games, there's just so much work. And the numbers didn't deviate from game to game or from week to week um, on that much of a scale. But every four weeks, they definitely deviate. So I can't wait to give it to you guys in a couple of weeks. But Cowboys got to do better, man. But they play Seattle coming up here soon, and that's going to be an awesome game. Talking about Seattle, Seattle played the Patriots last night, or I'm sorry, Sunday night. What a game. For people who thought Cam Newton lost it, shame on you. Cam is still Cam. Cam is still Cam. He's still Cam, man. The dude is a beast. Straight amazing, man. Uh, we passed 400 yards last night. Um, you know, I think that last play where they could have won the game, uh, you know, Josh McDaniel got a little bit too um, – he kind of knew what was coming. He got too predictable, very, very predictable. You know, when he lined up and he had a bunch of offensive linemen to one side, brought in an extra fullback, fullback lines over to the left-hand side, and Cam tries to run behind it. Seahawks sniffed it out and got him. I thought that they should have probably spread out the guys a little bit more, put these wide receivers – out a little bit more, keep the defense honest and not so compact in the middle to try to stop Cam. But in all in all, what a great game. The Patriots got it, guys. The Patriots, I think, won the offseason with Cam. Uh, Cam's going to be an amazing asset for the team. I don't think uh, uh, anybody uh, can say that he's not going to be a great asset to that team. Cam just needs to be coached. And he now he has probably the greatest coach of all time in the NFL and Bill Belichick. And you're going to see that they're going to do some wonders with them. I told people last week was a vanilla game plan. They could have beat the Dolphins with backups in that, in, in that game. They weren't going to put a lot of things on tape. But against Seattle, Cam was zipping that ball, and they should have won that ball. They should have won that ball game. Cam threw that ball to the end zone. Edelman it went straight through his hands. I mean, yes, it was a fast ball, but you're a wide receiver. Your quarterback throws you a, a ball that it's only catchable by you. You got to catch that ball, Edelman. However, what a game. What a game. Even though uh, the Seahawks won, I was pulling for the Patriots. I was pulling for Cam. But, hey, you can't complain with a game like that. Now, if we start talking about what went on yesterday, injuries, man, and we're starting to see a bunch of injuries now because there's no preseason. So you have guys that are really not really in game shape. They didn't have those four games to get a quarter in, kind of fill it out, you know, get a drive in, get a drive here. You know, play a little bit, make sure that everything's rested and everything. These players have jumped straight into a 16-game league right now with no preseason, no practice, really just just practicing, but no scrimmages against other teams, no preseason games, no no four preseason games to get the kinks worked out to make sure the offense is straight. And you're seeing a bunch of injuries that happen. You saw Saquon Barkley torn ACL out for the season. You saw Christian McCaffrey with a lower leg injury. He's out for four to six weeks. Uh, Bosa out with a, a knee injury, torn ACL. Um, uh, uh, Van Der Esch for the Cowboys, neck problem. Who knows how long he's going to be out, three to four weeks, maybe six weeks. Tyron Smith, he's always kind of banged up. He's always kind of nicked up. Uh, another neck problem, if I'm not mistaken. He's out. So you're seeing players are going out at a more rapid rate uh, just because – 
they don't have that that time to, to actually get in there and have the preseason and have a good season like that. But, you know, uh, I know a lot of people's fantasy football numbers are are going down. When they saw Saquon and, and Christian McCaffrey go down, all you could think was prayers of hope these guys come in stronger because these, these guys are the future of the league. But a bunch of fantasy owners, they were mad too. Fantasy guys were mad because those two were probably picked very, very highly in the drafts. If not the first pick of the draft for Christian McCaffrey and – you know, uh, Saquon definitely a top three or four pick. So, man, uh, you know, it is what it is for the season so far, man. It's It's been a pretty interesting season. Um, one team that I, I'm, I'm loving to watch, I love to watch Kansas City and to see what Pat Mahomes is still doing out there, guys. You know, coming back against the Chargers, winning that game in overtime, you know, uh, last second field goal, overtime. The Kansas City Chief team is going to be very hard to beat. But the team that's very, very interesting to watch, just to me, is Baltimore. I don't know what it is with Lamar Jackson, but he's kicked it into another gear. He just had an MVP season last year. I think he understands that he got he has to win in the playoffs this year. I think it's on a mission. If I had to put money on a team right now, it would be Baltimore. I think Lamar is definitely on a mission, and I cannot wait to see these, these guys play in the playoffs. It's going to be very interesting, very interesting. But, um, man, the football season is going good. We're through two weeks of football right now. We only got 14 more weeks of this, guys, plus the playoffs. But 14 more regular teams, you know, season weeks. Uh, so strap up, man. Get ready and keep watching. What a great season so far. Wait, way to go to my Cowboys winning that game. But let's go to a small commercial break, guys. And we're going to come back and talk a little bit of basketball about the Lakers and my favorite player, LeBron James. All right, guys, and we're back, man. Lakers just beat the Nuggets Sunday night, game two of the Western Conference Finals. Lakers were up by 16. Nuggets came back, took the lead, took the lead by one point with like 20 seconds to go. Lakers come, shoot a ball. I think Caruso shot a three, missed a three. Danny Green gets the rebound, you know, offensive rebound, goes up for a shot. Uh, Murray blocks the shot out of bounds with three seconds left in the clock. Rondo has the ball, takes it out of bounds, gets a perfect pass to Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis takes a shot, hits it, three-pointer. Lakers go up by two to win the game. And as you as he's walking off the damn court, all you see is his lips say, Kobe, and they had the Mamba jerseys on. What a moment. But take a look back at that play, man. Plumley, what is Plumley, whatever his name is. Like, Anthony Davis is your guy. I mean, he's just looking like he's double-teaming LeBron and pointing that. Anthony Davis, um, you know, Jokic has to. He was guarding Rondo on the in, the uh, inbound pass, so he's jumping up and everything. When Rondo gets the pass over to Anthony Davis, who runs across the court to get that three point shot, Jokic tries to go back as, as as good as he can, tries to block the shot, and Anthony Davis has a wide open shot though makes it. Man, a very good game. What I think about this game, guys. LeBron had a great first half. I mean, he pretty much carried the team in the first half. Anthony Davis did not have a really good first half. And everything turned in the second half. LeBron had a horrible second half. Anthony Davis turned it up. That team's going to be hard to beat. I think Denver's going to be done in – I said five games originally. I said 4-1 for the uh, for the uh, Lakers. But I I think it might be a sweep because I think this was the game that they needed to, to take in order to turn the tide. And I think the Lakers are going to come out in desperation to go get them in a 3-0 situation. 
And I think they're going to do that tomorrow night. And I expect this game, I expect this series to be over in four. Now, I, I, I thought it was five, but I expect it to be over in four. Why did I say that? The Lakers have found a way to put great pressure on, on, on Murray, almost like what they did with James Harden. Murray comes up to court. They always put a second person on him, get the ball out of his hands. They'll, they'll be willing to leave uh, Grant open. They'll be willing to leave Paul Millsap open. They'll be willing to leave Harris open. They always have one person on Jokic. Uh, Murray gets that double team. The Lakers' defense is so quick. They're, they're, they're guards. They're small. For, basically, the team is a bunch of two guards and threes, right, um, with a little Rondo sprinkled in there, right? And, uh, you know, but, um, you know, of course, they got the, the two centers, the two seven-footers in, you know, Howard and McGee. But when they go to that small ball and they play – uh, Rondo at point, um, they play LeBron at the three, they play Danny Green at the two, at the four, they might go Markeith Morris or Kuzma, and at the five, they're going um, Anthony Davis, who might be 6'10", 6'11", but the thing with Anthony Davis, with him, you you know, with him being a point guard in high school, his handles are so great, he almost moves like a small forward, cat-like reflexes, the dude's amazing, but they put that second person on Murray, so he can't go off on him like he did against Utah. He can't go off on him like he did against um, uh, the Clippers, I think, in game five and six. He kind of went off. Not happening against the Lakers because their defense is so good. That zone defense they got is amazing. So he's always accounted for. Jokic had a baller game, a hell of a game, but it just wasn't enough. I like Jokic's – his offense is amazing. But he just doesn't bring it enough on the defensive side for me. And I said this before the first game. You can go back to the to like two prior episodes for this um this podcast. And I said that I thought the physical presence of the Lakers was just going to be a bit too much for Jokic. And it was after the first game. The second game, Jokic kind of, you know, kind of got around that. They gave him some calls. I thought they were questionable, but uh, he's just so skilled offense. You know, his his offense is so you know skillful that. He can overcome a bunch of things, uh, and and he did. He had a hell of a game, and I thought he hit the game winner until Anthony Davis came down and hit the game winner, and I think that finished off the Nuggets, guys. I think the Nuggets realized that was their shot. That was their shot to come and take a game in a quote-unquote home quarter advantage in the bubble, but they didn't. They failed to do it. Now they got to win the next four out of six, and or the Lakers got to win the next two out of six. Uh, I'm sorry, 26, 25. Yeah, 25. Yeah, 25. And they got to ring 45. All right. God, I can't count today. All right. So, um, my money's on the Lakers uh, in another two games. I think they're going to sweep the Nuggets. And then they're going to end up playing um, the winner of Miami and Boston. I think Miami's going to take the next game. They're going to go up 3 1. Um, and I think they're just a more physical team. Uh, Boston, I think, is a more skilled team. I think Miami's a more physical team. Uh, but I think Miami's going to probably win that series. They'll, they'll play the Lakers, and I think the Lakers are going to beat them at five. And it's going to be King James's fourth ring. This, that's just my uh, 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 Nino's corner prediction. You know, so what a game, though, man. We had great sports this weekend from football. We had great sports from basketball. Just a hell of a game, man. It's a hell of a game. Um, so I'm, I'm ready to watch this game on Monday night, uh, Saints. And uh, the Raiders should be great. And tomorrow night, Tuesday night, ready to watch that game. Uh, 
with the Lakers in the Nuggets game three. I expect the Lakers to come out here and really put a beat down on these boys. So on that note, guys, when I'm out, man, do you, don't be afraid to fail. Let's see the shirt. Do you, don't be afraid to fail. I'll grow your environment. I understand your brilliance, man. I'm out. Howdy 5,000. Lee, guys, man.